Ramon Foster Show brought to you by the Getco Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Moan, what's going on? Is that, nah, is that the Mets? Is that what that is? New York Mets? It's the New York Mets. Daryl Strawberry, man. I'll get the legends, no matter what you think of them. He's a legend. Man, that's... Daryl Strawberry was a pretty slender dude. They're making Daryl Strawberry shirts <laughs> in offensive lineman size. Yeah, they are. And I, I need a new one because this one's got like a rip in it, man. I, I I like baseball jerseys when it starts to get warm outside. It's super comfortable to me. In this show, we're going to talk about football. And we're going to talk about this football team in Pittsburgh and the state of it. And if that sounds excessively vague, so be it. Because I don't get the sense, Moan, on the outside, and that includes us, yeah. that there's an appreciation for how good this team could be, and even within the AFC North. Is it written in stone that the Bengals are going to win the division again? <laughs> well, depending on who's asking, it seems that way, man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't. Get that. You you know what? And and this is this is a, a good point to just kind of bring out a little bit. Like when you're on top, the the way the competition is set up in the NFL, you gotta play some of the top talent. So if you but win your in division, the AFC North, it's not you, there's who stays on top of the no, AFC North. No, All I, the Bengals did here, Moan, is they made it into the club. Yep, they did. That's that's it. That they is put, that's they made it into the club and now there's three teams in the yep. club out of four as opposed to two. Yep. And and you can say they put people on notice because they got a quarterback. They want to spend a whole lot of money in free agency. You know who else we've seen do that? Cleveland. They did it year after year. And we've seen Cleveland get hot, maybe beat us. I don't know if they swept us in recent history when it comes down. When I was playing, I'll say that as far as the sweeping of it, I don't know if that's been the case. I know Cincinnati has here and there, but then it's the it's the Cleveland has not. No, it's the consistency of actually doing it. You know, when you mention the AFC North, you still think about Baltimore and you still think about Pittsburgh. No, well, I'll say when you think about the AFC North, you think about Pittsburgh and you think about Baltimore. I'm not going to put them first, no matter what. Um, but but as far as the North goes, I just think the competition's got a little bit stiffer. I just think the attention to detail week to week is going to be a little bit higher and you're damn near in a playoff situation almost every week. Because I'll say this, looking at the AFC North, you can say to yourself, it's three legitimate teams and maybe four, depending on what Deshaun Watson and Cleveland Brown do. Okay, Lamar is in a situation in Baltimore right now where you just traded away Hollywood Brown. You'll get some young guys, and I'll say this too, that defense is always going to be good because that's just the Baltimore way of doing things. But as far as being able to catch up and try to transform their offense, and I'll say this to us, I got a real good friend of mine who's a, a Baltimore Ravens fan. He does not think that team is going anywhere until they get rid of Greg Roman. And I think oh. it was backed up by what Hollywood Brown said in his interview to Lamar Jackson when he went to the Arizona Cardinals. He said he told him after year two, dog, I can't play in this offense. It's not built for me. And then he told him after year three, I got to go talk to them because I love you, but I can't play here. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, that's that's Maytag repairman material being a wide receiver in Baltimore. <laughs> it, really, it just is. It is. Know? 
So let's look at Cincy. Cincy got some weapons. I will not lie to you. Higgins, Jamar Chase. Uh, I think they lost a tight end, but they got one back in the draft. And Jam- I mean, let's look at the quarterback. It's solid. But they lost some defensive pieces. They still got to worry about the secondary a little bit. CJ Ozuma is more than a tight end. I mean, they, they, lost, well, a, yeah. they lost a football player. They, they that, lost- guy, that guy was a big part of that offense. But they still have their wide receivers. Yes. They still have Chase. They have Higgins. They have Boyd. Um, they got a no, running back. They still have that running back. Yes. And, and and it's 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 going to be a good team, but they lost some pieces defensively in particular. And that's just the nature of AFC it North is. football. Is you're just not going to see a team start steamrolling the North. This not is the North. Not, this is not that division. It hasn't been that division since no. it was formed. No. And and that's kind of my point here. Is that if the Steelers are in the club, yeah, still, yeah, if you accept that the Steelers are in that club of the three teams, I can't take the Browns seriously. Not yeah, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, going on. Uh, yeah. Um, if they are, then what's what's the issue here? What's everyone so worried about? I mean, if you know if why, is it just Ben. It's it's just Ben. It's been, and you know that that's been the biggest blanket covering the city of Pittsburgh for a very long time. But guess what? You pick up and you move forward. And you also like, I'll continually say this. You look at the pieces around that position. I I could probably name you 10 quarterbacks that would love to be implanted in that quarterback room as QB one or fighting for QB one and do damn good. We've seen because it, uh, of what's around them. Because of what's around it, DK. And I'm not I don't I don't want to do the cheerleader thing when it comes down to the Steelers or try to paint you a picture of something that's not real. But you look at that room or you look at that side of the uh, of the team the offense specifically. Because that's going to be the biggest question because you just lost the Hall of Fame piece. We you actually did. So you look at the the the, the that room. Wide receivers, DK. How would you look at that room? It's damn solid, right? It's really good. Let's look at the running back position. It's really solid. Let's look at the offensive line room. It's got to get competitive, and we got to figure out how those guys are going to be real pros. But the tight ends, you can't tell me you don't like them. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. You can't tell me you don't like the tight ends. I love the tight ends, and I love the running back, and I I, I love the potential for the offensive line. They got yeah. to get together. Um, but the, the wide receivers, you know, we'll see, you know, and, and, and who's oh. the, and we'll see. I, I, I mean, I, I'm tired of the Deontay Johnson fade, meaning the, the late season fade. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of me that's just tired of Chase Claypool in general, particularly the stumbling and the not going up to get the football, not okay. high pointing the ball. Uh, maybe it's a case of just seeing them too much. If yep. that makes sense. Okay, but then you know, you know, you bring in a draft pick like George Pickens, and you know, if you bring if you he comes in and he's a playmaker, as we've talked about, it, that yeah. makes a very different dynamic. Uh, I just I, I can't get past the Matt Canada part of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just I, I'm trying to find a way to just talk about the players and say that it's there. This is why I'm hesitating here because it's just like I, I hear you. I, you know, and that's you very all, fair. It's it's. I have no idea what in the hell this guy can do. Okay? You know what? That's that's very fair. I I would hope this that if you if he's not what you think he's going to be, that Coach Tomlin nicks that. I'm talking about fast. How though? 
How? Well, he's done it before in a sense. Okay, well, that's great. Who, who's the coordinator then? Mike Sullivan doesn't have play calling experience. The head coach sure doesn't. Well, it, it goes to the following year then, if that's the case. Okay, then. yeah. I think it's going to be, it should be foolproof. But we don't, we, we, we truly don't know when you bring him up. I, when I answer that, I'm solely relying on what I think the players will or should do this year. Minus being, and now with Canada, with no, seasoned veteran to tell him what to do or he don't want to make him go outside of his box if he doesn't i think we'll see a tail sign of well now we go get our guy as far as an offensive coordinator goes bottom line it's going to be a very good defense i believe that and it could be a good offense and if you put those two things together along with the afc north the steelers are going to be right there they just are I don't know why that seems difficult to accept. It can't all be on Matt Canada, right? You know what, DK? Now he's uh, he's suspect number one. Yeah, he, he might be. When we come back, we're going to continue to an extent our conversation from yesterday about teddy bears. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And if you heard yesterday's episode you'll know that we ended it with a great question from stella asking about ramon's own teddy bear like behavior whenever he's off the field and that that's gonna carry on into another day here Mm -hmm. because there's some good stuff that can be had in terms of personas on and off the field moan was there ever a guy who was one way like nasty and everything on the field, but stayed that way off the field. I know the most obvious pick is probably James Harrison, but I'll be honest. James is, is a funny obvious. person. He's a very funny person, man. Uh, Joey Porter, funny dude, super chill, super cool dude, man. Um, Troy, you know Troy. Everybody knows Troy. When I say this next name, DK, you're going to be like, Yep. Flozell Adams. Flozell Adams, always in a bad mood. One year is what I did with him. Okay. <laughs> Most everybody's going right now. Like, Ooh. I haven't heard that name in like forever, right? Who the, would bring up Flozell Adams? Because it stuck with me, DK. That and one, there's one clip, man, and I got clowned for it in meetings because I thought I had a great teammate right next to me, man. <laughs> so we're blocking, and it's me and Flozell playing beside each other, right? And I think I might have did something, tripped up and fell. I, I was a young guy at the time. My second year in the league, hell, Flozell Adams just came from the Cowboys, walks like Lurch. Big tall ass dude, and like give him, give him. Am I being very descriptive? Am I off? That's just walks That's like lurch, ball head, big dude. I'm talking about my hands are big, but Flozell had like grab a basketball and circle the hand around like the basketball. Okay, that was him just painting the picture for you guys. But there's one play in particular, and it was deep, like deep in the season. We were playing. I'm on the ground. <laughs> And I turn around, spin around because I know Flo is there. Reach my hand up for him to help me up. He looks at me up and down and wave his hand off of me. And I was just like, I can't even get help up. 
And so here I am, a young guy with my hand to the sky, like, Flozell, help me. Oh, you know? no. And he walks off. But that was just him. Maybe I messed up on the player or something. I don't know what it was. But he was the exact same way off the field, though. Like, Flozell come on the plane, have his food in his hand, just walk right by everybody and just wouldn't say nothing, man. Uh, and but but this is this is the part where you're involved at it, DK. Uh oh, off the field, <laughs> off the field, in the locker room, we go out for our walkthroughs and then we have a break. Flozell used to take all this time for himself. Like like guys figured out the recipe. I can go to the back room to get away from the media. Flozell said, "Screw that, nah." Uh, he went and go got like a yoga mat or a padded mat, laid it down in front of his locker and took a nap before practice. That was his daily thing. And it'd be so hilarious. Like media types would come over there and tap Flozell. Flozell, can I get a minute? He'd look at him like, don't you see me sleeping? It was the, <laughs> you, you saw this six foot eight man just laid out in the middle of the practice. I mean, inside of the South Side locker room. Just didn't want any dealings with anybody, man. And lo and behold, we the ones that got him to the Super Bowl. We didn't yeah. win it, but I'm like, and, and there, and there, there's, there's always going to be a couple uh, in in every room. Believe it or not, regardless of sport, uh, there's yeah. there's just always a couple of guys who uh, maybe it, it it's it's kind of akin to those Hollywood actors who never leave character. You've heard about that. Yeah, I've heard about like Tupac when, was like, like when, that, I heard. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, when he played uh, Abraham Lincoln, stayed in Lincoln. Like, he would go to the grocery store like he was Lincoln. Oh, wow. Okay, like he would speak in that voice and that high-pitched voice that he used in the movie and everything. Method actors. Yeah. Those uh, guys, yeah. What about uh, Joker? Golly. Um, well, Heath Ledger, yeah. Heath that, Ledger. That, yeah, he didn't that, get out of it. No. Uh, uh, but there's... There's also people who just really are that way. It's not, it's not, it's not that they're trying to portray an image or whatever. Uh, I think to an extent, James Harrison was that. Okay. I think to an extent, James Harrison wanted to be seen as maybe more of a personality badass than he actually was. And then I'm going to drop a name for you here that precedes you. But I, a lot of the fans who are watching this will appreciate it. And that would be Greg Lloyd. Greg Lloyd, uh, yeah. There was no one like Greg Lloyd off the field. Really? Uh, the persona never left. He was the terror on the field. And he was exactly mm. that belligerent off the field with whether it's with reporters or whether it's yeah. with anyone else. And everyone just got the hell out of his way because they never knew what to expect. Um, and, and I'm not saying that with yeah, admiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I don't think that's a great way to conduct yourself in life. <laughs> yeah, no. And I have to admit that not all that long ago, I saw an interview that Lloyd did um, for the Steelers website. And, and he was civil charismatic and And i would go that far (laughs) (laughs) but he was civil he was normal and i remember watching it going i watched some of it i watched like about five six minutes of it until i really couldn't stand it anymore because that felt like that was the phony part yeah do you follow me i I do follow you um some guys have to do it some guys have to do that that the 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 badass thing to try to whatever you know who i respect in this regard who's that 
only because I, I respect him in every regard and, and love him to death. Because I thought he was the perfect football badass in his own way was Vince Williams. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Because, yeah, because, it does. Because Vinny could like, Vinny could yeah. do terrible things mm-hmm. on the field. And stuff where you'd go like, I would cringe, like stuff that he did in, in Latrobe to these poor rookies. And they couldn't do anything back. What are nope. you going to do? Go shove him? He's a starting inside yeah. linebacker. Okay. Yeah. And he would do this, and it kind of felt like, really, Vince? But then yeah. you realize that it was all just part for him. It was all just part it of was, football. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I got to – Vince is another guest that's, that's this do up, too, because we both going to have to tell the story of how the hit happened in practice, man. It was uh, – Vince, like you said, played football one way. And we were um, <laughs> we were in practice, and he was on scout team at the time. And Vinny just always got turned up, okay, by Jerry O in in in, in uh, practice. And he was just coming down here. All you got to do on scout team is read the card and react when the ball snapped. And he was meeting me in the hole when I was pulling. I'm like, Vince, come on, man. Like, what you're doing is practice. I got to play on Sunday. Like, this ain't your special teams period right now is basically yeah, what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. And we we met in the hole. And when I tell you it, we got an understanding that day, we're gonna to have to tell that, and I don't want to have it one sided. Okay, it's it's so that's a nice. We are tease. gonna have Vince on for this one. Okay? Yeah, yeah. This this is not because there, there will be two sides to this particular yeah, tale. Because I don't want him to be like, "Mo, you lying," and I don't want <laughs> to be because you know he will. <laughs> yes, he will. There's no doubt about that. When we come back, it's time for our Hey Moan segment. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the best segment, the Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from Paul, who says, Hey Moan, love your insights and commentary. You've got to renegotiate with DK and get your show to be longer. I can see that you've got so much to say and so little time to say it. You're making my day there, little Foster. P.S. I seriously want to party with you, dude. Just not sure if I could keep up. At my age, Moan's not the party type. Are you the party type? I've gone into dad mode, man. But yeah, you know, you're, 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 you're yeah. dad foster. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm itching to get my boys, uh, not my boys, my homeboys to go to make a Vegas trip, man. Every summer, me and my brothers, it's uh, six of us. Uh, used to take like trips to Atlanta to Vegas and stuff like that and kick it, uh, especially during the summers before camp kicked off. But I hadn't actually just went out like that in a while, simply because why, DK? I got travel baseball going on right now. Travel baseball. He's dad foster. He has no time for your partying in Vegas and finding places to go with Pounce and Gill and all his guys. But you know what's crazy? Every single one of my guys that I play with, are in dad mode right they now. They sure are. Marquise is the biggest gush when it comes down to being a dad right now. Al is. <laughs> the biggest uh, Castro gush. is. Gil is. Beecham is. I'm like, dog, we really out here. We're dadding this thing up right now, huh? Uh, so on the on the, on the the brink of Mother's Day weekend, dads, do, do that this weekend, okay? Go out. Take the kids out of the house. You know what I did also the other day? I went and got my efficient license, man, because you, you want to know why also? Of course mm, you do. Course. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sports dad. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dad that played it. Now my kids are into it. We're doing travel baseball all the time. And I said to myself, I was like, what memories are we going to have other than being at parks all day? And mm. I was like, what can I give to them 
so that they got something from me that they can pass on to do with their sons, daughters, whatever. It's like, we need to go do something besides sports. Let's go fishing. I fished before, and their uncle here, my brother-in-law, is taking them, you know, on fishing trips. I'm like, well, I always viewed that as my away time. I was like, well, no, let me go take them fishing, too. And that's something that I want to be able to do with them and pass on to where anytime we go somewhere with dad, me, um, I don't want it to just be sports. Because we see guys in the game now do things that are outside of the game you're like well no we don't just play sports and lift and watch film all day we go do stuff and i gotta be able to especially as demanding as youth sports are these days there needs to be a release for those kids too and i i was becoming a uh suspect of doing too much sports stuff no nah, that makes sense but here's the problem is that we're, we're ducking paul's main question <laughs> he he wants the show to be longer and let me address this part go of ahead, it. Go ahead, go ahead. Because this is this is you're heading into my territory now. Uh, we try to keep the Ramon Foster show to a certain length so that it works with people's commutes yeah. or their dog walks or their bike rides or their workouts. We hear a lot of that. They listen to the show while they're working out. Yeah. Whatever it is, first of all, thank you. Secondly, um, we're glad that it works. Now we also hear from people like Paul, some of them, and this is awesome, some of them angrily, like, why are you making it so short? You're <laughs> well, there's a reason for everything. Also, when you make a commitment to go daily the way we did, yeah, you know, let's it let's is. make sure we got time. Okay. Let's we got sure. lots of time. To, we we do that how many times? Mona ends almost every segment by saying, Oh man, we could have kept that one going for da, 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 yeah. so long. He does this all the time. And and fine. So what we do is like the what we did today, which is all right, yeah. the teddy bears thing. All right, well, let's 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 take it into tomorrow. Yeah. But you build up some suspense, you know, it's like those old two-part Batmans where you yeah. would just you get to the end of the show and it was like tomorrow, same bat time or whatever. <laughs> exactly, man. You don't want too much of it all the time because then you get bored and um we don't want that, although we feel like it's exciting. By the way, also, I like to say this too at the end of Hey Mo. For the guys you've met in person, as far as the attitude, who's been the same attitude on and off the field that you've met? Or who's been pleasant? I think that's a good that's a good comment right there, DK. Uh, you know who I who I like to think of in this regard? Who? Is Brett Kiesel. Oh, Niner. Because because here's why. Brett Kiesel off the field and that fun persona and everything else can feel like it's forced or phony when you first encounter it. Like there's no way somebody's that that kind of a character with the beard and the, yeah. and the eyes <laughs> and the other stuff that he does and everything else. And then you realize, wait a second, that's just actually him. That's him. That he uh, didn't he didn't change. And when he's on the field and he's going after the quarter and he gets it, he does the big bow and arrow yeah. the toward the Heinz Field scoreboard and everything. You're going, I could see him doing that in the locker room. Does yep. that make sense? So there are characters, great personalities in yeah. football that just happen to be great personalities. They're not flipping switches or whatever. No. But I'd say Kiesel would be mine. That's just, you know, coming off the top of my head. Off top, uh, another one is uh, Heath Miller. 
Okay, well that's cheating. No, <laughs> because mean, it's the same era. The same, yeah, but he's just doing this all but, the time. Well, I've seen I've seen Heath just fall out laughing and having a great time too. But in public, like he's the same like guy. He like is, he's, he's calming to be around. Like that's the reason I call him the Godfather. <laughs> He's the Godfather, man. Good stuff. Moan, have a good weekend. Everybody who watches this, have a good weekend. And to the mothers, happy Mother's Day to the dads. Make sure mom has an amazing Mother's Day. Wives also, okay? Don't just do mom. Do, do both of them.